Hello and welcome to What's the Call bonus episode part two of the 2020 Royal Rumble. I am your host, Aaron, and no Chuck today, no Dimitri again, but due to popular demand, highly asked about Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? Hey again, everybody. So we are here today to recap the pay-per-view that was. Um, But before we do that, we just want to send our, our love and our condolences to the Bryant family and to everyone else that was involved in that terrible helicopter accident. Um, we want to try to stick to wrestling right now, so we don't want to give too much. Um, once I have Chuck and Dimitri back on, we will definitely dive in more about the greatness that was of Kobe Bryant. Um, super sad, and it was definitely a, a, a damper to the mood yesterday. Um, but we try to move on. We try to move forward and, uh, let's jump into some wrestling because we definitely ended the night, I think pretty happy overall at the show. What do you think about Nicole? Yeah. Um, you know, again, our condolences to everybody that was impacted yesterday, our thoughts and prayers go out to them. Um, but in, yeah, I, I think overall yesterday, uh, with the Royal Rumble was a big success. Um, I was pretty happy. I don't want to brag, but I guess I would say that I did pretty good with those predictions there for a, what do you call casual wrestler watcher, wrestling watcher? Yeah. As a casual fan, you did all right. Um, we did pretty much even. Actually, no, we did do even when it came to predictions. Unfortunately, I thought I only had one wrong, but I stupidly went against my gut in one of them. Which was which was what? The Umberto Carrillo and Andrade. So, After I when I was watching the match, I, I immediately regretted my decision. So let's let's go through the prediction. So mm-hmm. we predicted beforehand. And we'll just go through match by match, and we'll talk about the match a little bit, and yeah, see where we are with the prediction. So the first match of the night was Sheamus versus Shorty G. Um, it's a pretty good match. Uh, pretty good to start the show. Sheamus looked good. Shorty G looked really good. Uh, we both picked Sheamus on this one. Mm-hmm. We both picked Sheamus. I, I didn't. There was no way that. That Chad Gable was going to win this match. Um, a returning Sheamus after like a six, seven month hiatus or even longer, possibly. Um, Sheamus looked really good and he should be a dominant force going forward in SmackDown. How do you feel about the match? Um, I, I'm not going to say it was my most favorite. I thought it was okay. I thought there was definitely more exciting matches of the night, but I. I also only found out when we were doing the podcast that Chad Gable was changed to Shorty G. And so I didn't really care that much about him. So I just kind of like went with Sheamus because I knew who he was. But I was happy with my prediction. Yeah, which is fine. You know, going with who you know. Um, I'm not going to lie. I mean, we were pretty much just still getting set up. We're yeah. getting our food ready. You know, it's the pre-show. So you're supposed to just get get the ball rolling, get the feel of Royal Rumble. You know, it's a long night. You know, it's 
what six hours of wrestling basically it's 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 a long it's a long time and we watched about we watched two royal rumbles before or three royal rumbles before so we were getting ready you know i mean it's it's a long day Mm -hmm. so you know if you're gonna come at us for not giving full energy to this match uh, i'm sorry (laughs) disclaimer we you know we were sure we tried our best it was it was okay it was a good match all right, so we both picked Sheamus. The next match on the card was Umberto Carrillo versus Andrade for United States Championship. Yeah. Banger as usual. Um, Andrade Andrade against anyone is going to be a fire match. Uh, it's way too early in Andrade's reign. Andrade is going to bring that United States Championship to a new height, I believe. And Umberto Carrillo, super young, super talented. He's going to get there, but... Let's let's get let's let's celebrate the greatness of Andrade first before we just start giving away his championship. Okay, yeah. So I don't know why I went. I think I just picked Umberto Carrillo to go against you, so we had like a little something to talk about. But but I also do remember that I said that. Um, what's her name? I can never remember her name. Zelina Vega. Yes, I remember saying Zelina Vega was going to get in the way in the match. She always interrupts or like will pull the competitor or the challenger, like you know, out of the way if they're about to win or something like that. But um, she didn't get in the way at all, from what I can remember. Like I don't think she interrupted or jumped in or anything. Like it was just them fighting. Yeah, so I double wrong. I I don't remember. Like I said, um, I was watching it. Um, bits and pieces, uh, you know, trying to feed a couple people is kind of <laughs> tough. So I was getting the food ready. Uh, but uh, I watched the highlights. I watched most of it. It was pretty good. And yeah, you picked Umberto. So that was your first wrong. Yeah. Don't rub it. Uh, Andrade. Come on. Andrade. Tranquillo. Come on. <sighs> it, it wasn't going to happen. So that was the second match of the night. Uh, then that was just the pre-show. Now, the main card, which I was surprised that didn't start with the Royal Rumble, with one of them, um, but I think I said it in the in the preview episode that Reigns and Baron Corbin would be a great start to this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, it did not disappoint. No. Besides the Royal Rumble matches, this was my favorite night, my, my favorite match of the night. Yeah. Um, we both picked Roman Reigns. Of course. And Roman Reigns... Like for real, false count anywhere. They were on top of the dugout of the uh, <coughs> the scandal. I mean, uh, the the uh, the Astros, uh, the Astros dugout. I I don't know. I I thought it was a great match. Uh, the Usos got involved, which we kind of call. Well, I don't know if we called it in the podcast, but you and I definitely talked about like we were screaming as the match was going on. Like, where are the Usos? Like, you know, my, even my sister Lindsay was like just super into it. She couldn't like stand watching Roman getting, getting beat, you know? And, and then we were like, no, no, the Usos will come out. The cousins will come out. And she's like, where's the rock? Like, yeah. Shout shout out to Lindsay for, you know, definitely being like a little kid last night (laughs) and cheering for every good guy possible (laughs) last night. Um, Even my mom was screaming for Roman. Yeah. Roman Reigns, Beat the crap out of Baron Corbin. Uh, Dolph and, Ro- and Robert Roode both looked good, too, coming out. 
you know, the king the king needs his his crew. So his court jester, mm -hmm. maybe a prince. You know, Prince Ziggler, maybe. Mm -hmm. no, he's got right. nice hair. Uh, he's got, nice he's hair. got gray hair. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, the goat. <laughs> Not actually, but you know how we do it. What's the call? Um, yeah, it was a great match. I do, I, I do enjoy that they spent very little time in the ring. If it's a false count anywhere match, you should. The emphasis is on anywhere, and the porta potty spot was was yeah, great. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I think it was Jimmy Uso jumping off of whatever he jumped off out of nowhere. Like, yes, I'm looking at the camera angle. They say no, he just falls out the sky. So it, it was overall, it was a great match, and the right guy was supposed to win that. Roman Reigns is, is getting hot right now. And Baron Corbin doesn't lose, lose any steam from this either. He it, it benefits him as well. Nobody likes King Corbin. Let's just put that I, out there. I, I like I like Baron Corbin. That makes one of us. He yeah. <laughs> that, it's it comes there's very few very few people who like Baron Corbin, but it it was it was okay. Um. So we both picked Roman on that. Yeah. So so far, I'm three and zero. You're two and one. Let's just just don't forget that, okay? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's crucial on this. Okay. Crucial. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Um, then we had the women's Royal Rumble match. Woo, Bailey! No, sorry, you said Royal Rumble match. She's she's, she's not paying attention, everybody. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm looking at the uh, paper here that we have. Yeah, said. <laughs> she she's not paying attention to the to the you know the, I, I, I was, the way that we do things here. What's the call? Very very official, very professional, very in order. Um, so we're going in order of the actual pay-per-view. Either way, I will say I predicted both Bailey and the winner of the women's Royal Rumble match. Well, whatever. So <laughs> so we have the women's, you know, the women's Royal Rumble. And it was it was a great, great Royal Rumble. It's probably the best women's one they've had. Uh, this is the third year that they're doing it. This is that by far the best one they've had, at least in my opinion. Um, a lot of faces we know. Uh, normally, some of these uh, and some uh, and some of these faces we we don't know, as we could see from when I talked to Nicole last night, who knew basically nobody in the Women's <laughs> Royal Rumble. I'm looking at the the full entrant list right now, mm -hmm. so I'm just gonna go through them and people that you knew prior to the match last night. Yes, you want me to say like yes, I knew them. So just say yes. So Alexa Bliss, I know you know. Yeah. Bianca Belair before yesterday. Um, I only knew her as the girl that whipped hair. That's it. So basically not really. Girl that whipped hair. Got you. So what about Mighty Molly? Nope. Thought she looked super old like a soccer mom. Nikki Cross. Yes. She's crazy. Lana. She's so annoying. Yes. Mercedes Martinez. Nope. Liv Morgan. You know Yeah. Her. Love you. Mandy Rose. Yeah. I love you, Mandy. Oh, sorry. I thought we were doing that. Um, Candice LeRae. No. Sonia DeVille. Yes. Love you, Sonia. You go, girl. Kyrie Sane. This is Asuka's, yes. Asuka's tag team Thank partner. Thank you for that reference. Mia Yim. Nope. Dana Brooke. Nope. Tamina. Yes. Only because of Naya. And be really because of Total Divas. Yes, Not, Total that's, Divas. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Dakota Kai. No. Chelsea Green. No. Charlotte. Yes. Naomi. Yes. Welcome back. Beth Phoenix. 
Yes, RIP to RIP to the back of her head. Yeah. Um, it was a very scary sight watching her continue on, we'll but but that. we know why she stayed in the match for this this upcoming spot. Uh, Kelly Kelly, do you remember her? Mm, uh, no. Tony Storm. Nope. Well, well, no. Well, we, we watched we watched, we watched Worlds Collide the yeah, night before, but, but which I don't know her. which also shout out to Worlds Collide. Great show. Um, like we said. Tony Storm versus Rhea Ripley was actually not that good as I expected. I thought it'd be a lot more back and forth, but Rhea Ripley put her out real quick. I don't know why. Maybe it was like a time constraint thing or something, but I couldn't figure out why she put her out so quickly. Undisputed Era versus Imperium. The WWE shop needs to drop the Imperium jumpsuits. I need one so I could just stand at attention at all parts of the day, all right? <laughs> Walter, bad fucking ass, all right? Walter is badass. Um, hopefully, Alexander Wolf is okay. He got knocked out oh, pretty yeah, early. That was scary. But the match was great. And all the other matches were great. The, the Fatal 4 Cruiserweight match, I think that might have been the actual best match of the night. Um, Jordan Devlin, you have one of the biggest heads I've ever seen in my life extremely square but you put on a show and so did everybody else hell of a match and yeah world's collide great show so you do you knew tony storm just 24 hours earlier but before that you didn't know her yeah uh we got kelly kelly i said sarah logan no no all right you know natty yes zaya lee no uh zelina vega yes now, this one, I didn't even know. Shotzi Blackheart. No. I've been trying to watch a lot more NXT recently, but Shotzi Blackheart, now that's a name that's a that I name. freaking love. Yeah, it's a good wrestling But I've name. never seen her a day in my life. My sister had to tell me who the heck she was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that happened. Uh, Carmella. Of course. Tegan Knox. No. Santina Morella. No. And Shayna Baszler. Nope. Now, Santina Morella, obviously, that's why they didn't pull Beth Phoenix and make her come out right away. They wanted the spot with her and Santina. Um, the spot was okay anyways. It wasn't that great. I think everybody at that point was really concerned with Beth Phoenix yeah. more so um, because her blood was literally all around the ring. It was all over people's, everyone. Everyone's arms and face and all over on the back of her head. Uh, so she was on the turnbuckle. Bianca Belair was trying to push her out. You know, accidents happen in WWE. This is, you know, it, it's it's bound to happen. It can't always go perfect. Uh, she kind of punched too hard. She smacked her head in the back of the turnbuckle, you know, and started gushing. She had to get staples. So we're hoping that, you know, speedy recovery. Hopefully she's okay. Uh, she continued to match for another, like, 15 minutes, I think. No, it felt... Or 10 minutes. It felt, like, much longer than that. I mean, she came in at number 19. And she lasted a pretty... Like, a pretty long time. So, I I would say about 10, 15 more minutes. Because I think it happened, like, right away. Yeah. Well, so, I don't know... I, I don't know if you want to talk about it now or not. But, like, basically just watching her for the rest of the match, the whole concern was just, like... Somebody needs to check on her. Somebody needs to get her out. Like, there was literally blood all over Charlotte at one point. Like, her arm was just covered in blood. 
I and then I think there was some blood on Charlotte's face. I thought Charlotte yeah, broke, thought her she nose, broke her nose or something. But it was actually I I think I can't confirm or deny if it if I thought it maybe it was now from Beth Phoenix's head because it was just everywhere. Like her hair was just like matted and bleeding and it just became uncomfortable to watch because for me the concern was really like is she okay? And I know that the refs kept checking on her and it just felt like for as long as Santina Morales was in the Royal Rumble, like it wasn't really worth it. But the problem is there's not enough women to scramble and find another one and throw them in the Royal Rumble instead and have Beth get out or just ditch the whole thing and have Santina go in and do something else. It was just, I don't know, for me personally watching, I was more concerned for Beth and thinking like, they like they just have to get her out like something's gonna happen or like you know there's so much blood in the ring they have to just do something yeah i think that just made her look more badass um yeah i mean beth phoenix is always and will forever be one of the toughest competitors not even just women toughest competitors in wwe um she still put on a you know a great showing and uh yeah she looked really good i mean the show must go on right that's what yeah. they say so as you can see through that whole list you knew Maybe like, like 11, maybe 12. 12. Yeah. So let me ask you a quick question. I was going to bring this up later, but mm-hmm. let's bring it up now. Where do you see like the next five years of the women's like the, the growth of the women's division? Because think of like for the casual fan, mm-hmm. like if you just tune in, cause like you always tune into like the big shows every year, majority of that group, you're not going to know who they are now. The women's division is growing rapidly. There are so many good competitors. Yeah. And NXT is growing too. I I know I talk I know I think about this, but I think like in the next five years, you'll know you'll like know a lot more names right. than ever before. So right now it, it it looks like it's just gonna continuously grow. And that's the problem right now is that they keep bringing back so many former competitors that right. like their division's not fully stacked up yet to the point where, like, they could put this match on with pretty much, like, 27 people that are currently wrestling and then, like, three or four surprises. Mm-hmm. That's how, you know, that's how the men's operates at this point. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that I could see, like, a five-year plan of, like, that's probably something that they're trying to build. What do you think about that? Well, I, I hope that that's their plan. I think that the women deserve that. I I know they've come so far. I mean, I, I didn't know until yesterday that they, they didn't do a Royal Rumble until 2018, Mm -hmm. um, which is ridiculous. So I think at that, I think the WWE, sorry, should keep going forward with creating a plan for the women to have a path for them. Like that they should headline pay-per-views. They should, have major events and, and major title championships. Um, and that was what Ronda Rousey was trying to do right before she left. That was why she left. She got the women a huge match at to headline a pay-per-view event. And she was like, okay, I did it. I got the women what I wanted to do. I'm going to let them pave, pave their own path now. And she kind of took a step back for a little bit. So, Yeah, I'm very upset at you, Ronda. You were supposed to come back and help me get this win. <laughs> but instead... You're home, loving your husband. Good for her. Good for her. 
but right you did not she help me win husband. this match because Nicole. That's right, I took it. You predicted Charlotte. Yep. Um, with a dark horse of Naya coming back, but she didn't come back. I was it's hoping okay. for that too. Um, I want her to come back when she, she's yeah, fully. Yeah, she's here. probably not ready yet, and Ronda Rouse is also probably not there yet to come back either. Right. Uh, also, you know, just to jump, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair is next up. Um, yeah. She had eight eliminations. That was insane. I, I knew she was going to gorilla. I thought she was going to gorilla press somebody. It, it was bound to happen. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, she won a battle royal. She's built for matches like this. Um, she was doing her thing for sure. Uh, also, I love the Mandy Rose Otis spot. Because <sighs> a part of me, we, we both looked at each other like, what the hell? How did Mandy Rose get eliminated already? Yeah. And they showed the next camera angle. She lands on Otis. Honestly, it was amazing. this storyline is exactly what, like, things that we need to, like, humor, but also, you know, a little touch of seriousness as well. Um, and then the fact that he stayed out the rest of the match yeah, and tried to help, so cute. you know, we're, we're rooting for you, Otis. All right, you got you got to put it together. It's Mandy Rose. All right, don't don't mess this up. It was also kind of like a nod for like the women to have something similar to like how Kofi does crazy things to not get eliminated. I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, it's not yeah, a hundred percent similar because Naomi does that. Yeah, Naomi. Naomi did, did she, she did something great. Like, like it took her a little bit, but she figured it out. And then the same thing happened to her that always happens to Kofi. As soon as you get back in after doing something crazy, boom, you get eliminated. Shout out to Naomi's oh, hair. So happy you're back, Naomi, with that amazing hair. Yeah, her hair was looking crazy, but like crazy good. All right. It was it was perfect. She looks so good last night. And then and one last part, which I didn't write down, but at one at one number 30 hit. And I heard Shayna Baszler's music, which I know Nicole didn't know who Shayna Baszler oh, was. Yeah, no but idea. my sister and I looked at each, at each other and was like, yeah, it's over. Like, this girl's going to win the whole thing. And she got really close. And I'm hoping this, like, man, I, I hope she comes up into the picture. Because her against Charlotte's money, too. But the problem is Charlotte's much suited, better suited as a bad as a bad guy, as a heel, as yeah. they would say. But Shayna Baszler, you did your thing, too. It was all, overall, overall, I think it was a great... Great match. Oh, also, sorry, before we move on from the women's Royal Rumble, I would love to just talk about the fact that Liv Morgan, you looked phenomenal coming down the walkway. <laughs> you did your thing. You got Lana out, but you deserved so much more time in the Royal Rumble. I could not be more pissed when they got you out that fast, but I'm loving the new look. You looked great. Got a new follower on Instagram. Don't know why I didn't follow you before, but keep doing your thing. Can't wait to see what's happening tonight on Raw. All right, so let's move on to the next to the next match. Um, now you could say Bailey. Uh, okay. It was, it was <laughs> Bailey versus Lacey Evans for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And Got that right I too. think it was probably one of the the lowest points of the night. Um, you got that right. I, I wanted Lacey Evans to win. Um, I do love that they're incorporating her daughter to make it, you know, feel more real of a of a bad guy. Like it makes it feel like this is actually like legit. Especially when Bailey, like Bailey's doing the heel thing very well. Um, she there are some things she could probably tweak to make it more serious, but like throughout the match, constantly looking at her daughter. Letting her know what's up. That that's like little. That's perfect heel. So that's like what Baron Corbin does. Like very good heel work. Mm -hmm. Um, the match itself was okay. Um, 
honestly, any match that goes after a Royal Rumble, it's going to be a little bit of a downer because the high of the Royal Rumble was it's so great that, you know, you spent the last hour, like, who the heck's going to come out? Mm-hmm. And your energy is just through the roof. And unfortunately, it's it's hard to, to sustain that. And um, I think they got caught into that a little bit. Yeah. But, you sure, know, yeah. for, like for us, like we would get up. That was like our, our, our break a little bit. We right. went to go get like something to drink. or It's unfortunate, but the match itself was okay. I would probably give it one out of ten, probably like a six. Like it, it wasn't it wasn't That's bad. Fair, yeah. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. Um, I, I do kind of like this new Lacey Evans face turn. Um, she's much suited as a heel, but, you know, it is what it is. And uh, Bailey is going to march on. Bailey's looking looking good, real good. I, it's funny because um, I know we talked about in the last episode briefly, like how most of the people that I don't like in the WWE is primarily like the bad people. And it's because they're they do so well at like being bad guys. Like their characters annoy me. I don't like the way they, um, you know, talk too much or they act or behave or whatever. But for some reason, Bailey's like the one bad guy or girl, I should say rather that I, I like, I don't know if it's because I've liked her good person character so much that when she turned, I just kind of followed her. But um, I just like her. A lot. I, I like how she is, how she wrestles, what she's doing. I don't like the whole, like, I mean, obviously I know, um, well, I'm hoping Lacey's daughter knows that it's, you know, part of the show. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they brief her prior, but okay. But it's, you know, she. I, actually, I hope, I actually, like. I hope they don't brief her so she could really be like, oh my God, my mom's getting her ass kicked. And like, no, and, no. and like the tears come out. Oh my God, no. And then it, it makes it more real. And then afterwards, they explain that it's all, they could take pictures together. Like, oh, we're actually friends. No, you know, we're like catering, we're eating like nachos together. <laughs> no, she definitely knows. She definitely knows before. Definitely knows before. But like you said, I think she's doing a really good job with the whole persona of being this bad person of like you know what she even said it in her interview like Lacey's all about hugs and making it not hugs I'm sorry but like all about like showing how she made her way here and she was like hello been there done that like you know I this just she's just doing a really good job with it you know yeah okay I I agree I agree with that too but I do think they should just like you know F it. Be like, you know what? We're not telling her anything. She's really kicking my mom's ass. I hate this girl. Like, you know. She's like eight, Aaron. Exactly why. It would work. It would be so... This match, I wouldn't have given it a six if that was the case. All right? Just saying. Yeah, okay. Whatever. (laughs) So, all right. So, you picked Bailey. I picked Lacey. So, So, at at this point, we're um, we're pretty much even, I think. Think let's see two on Roman, one on Bertha, one on Andrade. So one one. I don't know. Well, who really cares? It, it doesn't matter anyways. Uh, next match: Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. Yes, in a strap match. Which last last episode I was trying to explain to you what a strap match was. Yes, and they didn't even do a real strap match. They yeah. didn't hit the corners. They just do, did the pin. Um, I'm cool with it. I mean, the match was good. Daniel Bryan looked like he was getting his ass kicked. Um, yeah. He was bleeding on his elbows from the whips. Um, freaking 
the the whips on the back. He had the welts forming. Uh, Bray looked dominant, but even Dan Bryan got his offense in. It was too. It was he tried a lot, but it was it was too little, too late. The Fiend had him. He whipped him in the face, whipped him in the chest. It didn't even phase him. He caught him with the mandible claw, and it was it was over. It was done deal from there. That I will say when he caught him when he caught Daniel Bryan with the sister Abigail in midair. Oh, now nice. that was probably one of the most fire sister Abigails I've ever seen. Um, that was that was a pretty good match too. I was feeling that match. I, I, Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt just have good matches together. I was I posted on the uh, what's the call Twitter. Uh, a couple days ago that, you know, I, I've heard in other podcasts that they say that Bray Wyatt never has any good matches, but Bray Wyatt has some secret bangers that people don't know about. Check out the 2014 Royal Rumble match. They opened the show. Uh, this is when Dan Bryan was hot. Like, I mean, like the yes movement was blazing and Bray Wyatt did it on his own, did not cheat or anything. Didn't have the Wyatt family and took out Daniel Bryan. One, two, three for the count. That was probably one of the best Bray Wyatt matches. So please look it out. Also check us out on Twitter. What's the call pod? You know, quick, quick, uh, shameless plug uh, while we're talking about. It. So, how do you feel about the match? Um. So, even though you explained the match to me and you re-explained it to Lindsay and my mom before it started, I still was trying to figure out exactly how it was going to happen. And then they put the straps on them, and I was like, okay, why the heck would Daniel Bryan request? this match i just i i don't get it i don't understand what the point was i think um you know as much as everybody loves daniel bryan i like daniel bryan everybody wanted him to like do well i have concerns as to why he thought this was a good idea there was no way he was gonna win and I think that was very evident. Like the audience felt that we felt that watching it, it was there was just a lot of concerns for that there. Yeah, so I, I'm not really sure why why Daniel Bryan would have picked a match like this, especially when you know, obviously, unless if you're like a die die hard fan of Daniel Bryan, I don't think anyone really thought that um, that he was going to beat the Fiend. I, I really don't think so. Um, also, I mean, like you said, it, it, the match itself didn't make sense. Like, why the strap match? I guess because, like, he didn't want to lose him because he kept going underneath the ring, like, going through yeah. the ring. I know that was, like, the big emphasis on That's it. That's what they did, yeah. But, I mean, why not, like, I don't know. I was going to say, like, a steel cage. But last time The Fiend was in a cage of some sort, everyone booted out the out the arena because... Really? It, yeah. Because it, it, it ended in Seth Rollins... Hit him with a sledgehammer on a bunch of stuff. Like it, the mm. it was a it was a hell in a cell match, and the referee stopped the match. It's supposed okay. to be hell in a cell. Like you don't stop until right. like you know right. you're done. Like this is it. But whatever, you know, stuff happens. I don't know. I just I agree with you. I feel like maybe the strap was just unnecessary. Other than the fact that Daniel, I'm sorry, um, the fiend couldn't get away, and Daniel Bryan couldn't lose him. Uh, and using it as a weapon. Oh yeah, they whipped each other real good. I'm sure they their bodies all bruised up. Uh, good thing they're on SmackDown, so they could you know get a couple <laughs> days to rest until Friday. Yeah. But I'm sure Dale Bryan's skin is all bruised up. Imagine if Sheamus was in this match. Um, his <laughs> his, his pale so his pale, pale skin. Oh God. 
so yeah, I, I, I think this match was dope though. I, I really enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite matches of the night. Really? Yeah, I would say so. I, I enjoy the fiend and I enjoy Bray Wyatt because like he gives you like a half Mr. Rogers vibe and then one second later he's gonna murder you. So I I, I dig that. And you know, Daniel Bryan, I I don't know what's next for him now. I don't know if he's gonna continue to feud with the fiend. I think he needs to let it go. At I this think point. he should let it go at this point as they well. Need to do something else for him. Yeah, because honestly, the only person that could beat uh, that could beat the fiend is the guy that you chose to pick to win the Royal Rumble, who did not win the Royal Rumble, Roman right. Reigns, <laughs> which is my transition. Thank you, <laughs> bravo to me, because uh, I actually won this one. Drew McIntyre, I stuck with my pick, and Drew McIntyre okay. came through. What the Claymore heard around the world when he took out the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. Which let's, can we talk about? Let's the beginning talk about of this it. Royal Rumble because I know that you're gonna say they had to write the story, they had to set it up, and I get that. But it was the most boring thing to watch. That's you, though. That's no, that else. was Lindsay and my mom Ca- as well. Casual fans. That's why. Uh, you gotta maybe. You gotta maybe. What's the, the call, listeners? I apologize if I'm alone in this corner with my mom and my sister. But it just got to a point where, like, for me, the Royal Rumble is the most exciting when there's multiple people in the ring and you're trying to keep up and you're like, okay, who's doing what? What are they? Who's throwing who over and what's happening and that was not happening everybody was coming in and was being thrown out in literally four seconds nobody had any chance in the ring with him which we knew was going to happen until and i told you this i said we need biggie to come out not that really he he did much so so let's let's break it down look look but like we I, needed a big guy. We you needed, a, you big needed guy. a big guy. But look what happened when the big guys came in. Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, two of the biggest guys in the match, and he took them both <laughs> out. You know, it, it, it. the story, was it was built perfectly. All right? It was built perfectly because, one, first of all, this is like the longest Brock match he's had mm-hmm. in who knows how long. Sure, yeah. Longest Brock match he's had in a long time. Yeah, he looked Exhausted. He, he, he looked exhausted at the end, but he also looked real strong and looked real great, which is what you need from your champion. He's a WWE champion, and people forget that like he's also very charismatic. Like you know, he's he's dancing to I forget who who came. Yeah. Oh, to M when MVP came he has in. A great like, personality. He he showed like he was killing it. Suplexity to everybody. Um, even like people like who are like our fan favorites didn't stand a chance. Elias, Elias got the the short end of the stick real quick. John Morrison just came back. He got thrown out like parkour style. Oh um, yeah, Rey Mysterio yeah. done, done, done. Oh yeah. And then this part is the only part that really bothered me. Now, you know, I I'm a big believer in like you know, it should be done the right way. Now, Kofi Kingston, Kofi Mania last year in 2019 was through the roof. I was at WrestleMania when he won the championship, and it honestly was one of the biggest moments I ever got to see live or on, on screen, anything like that. And, you know, he gets squashed by Brock Lesnar in six seconds, which makes no sense. 
But now the only thing that I really didn't understand was why give Ricochet that moment to low blow him and have Drew McIntyre take him out when you could have had Kofi get revenge. Well, not revenge, but like, you know, show him that, hey, I'm still here. Hit him with the low blow and then have Drew, like, you know, the little things like that. Like Ricochet doesn't deserve a moment like that. Kofi with his with his little history with Brock, he deserved a moment like that. And I feel like he should have been the one to give it. At least like set it up so Drew McIntyre could get his ass out. Also, I don't mean to cut you off, but I feel like Kofi is a bigger name than Ricochet. Am I wrong? No, he's definitely a bigger name. But the, and this is the whole story thing. You know, Ricochet got his. You know, he got kicked in the nuts by Brock last week on right, Raw. Right, right. So he I was getting he was getting watch. his revenge, but. Ricochet, like Ricochet's not gonna have a program with Brock Lesnar. Like this isn't gonna lead to anything. Right. At least if Kofi did this, this little thing could like last for like maybe not for now, but like could come back to in a couple months. Like, you know, Kofi's trying to go back another another shot at the championship. Yeah. And and it happens, you know what I mean? Like little things like that could have I think could have made it a better story, but it was super necessary because when Drew came in and took him out. The whole dynamic of the match changed. Everyone was going crazy. Yes, and, finally it picked up. And this is—it's the build. It's the build. I'm telling you. And then after that, all the top guys were in: Orton, Joe, Owens, the Monday Night Messiah, with his group of people, which was a great segment too. And they just came in and started knocking people out mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Edge, a returning Edge, which shout out to Scott Nicole's dad for calling it. <laughs> Uh, in the in the group chat, he definitely called that Edge was gonna come back, and uh, I definitely can't make I definitely can't forget to shout him out on that one because I couldn't. Yeah. I heard about the rumors, but I didn't think it was gonna happen. And Edge, besides looking a little old, looked really good, and he was spearing everybody. I need to see a spear off between him and Roman Reigns, by the way. Just saying. Can we discuss how the minute him and Randy Orton made eye contact with each other? And they had that look in their eyes of we're going to team up for a little bit and take on other people and knock them out in the Royal Rumble. What did I say to you? I have no idea. I said. I don't remember. I said, you never team up in the Royal Rumble because it always comes back to bite you in the you know what. And Randy Orton, this is the only time I will ever say this. I am so disappointed in you because you went like a viper to try and do an RKO on edge. And then he caught you and you trusted him. And what did he do? He eliminated you. You can't, you cannot trust. You cannot but team you, but, up in a But that's how they ball. were as a team too. But it happens all the time. The same thing happened with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and theirs. No, 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 no. Bianca Belair picked up Nikki Cross and used her as a weapon. That's not the same. That's not the same thing. Similar ish. No, it's not. Bianca Belair was man, woman handling everybody (laughs) in that in that rumble. So I don't think it's the same thing. But whatever. But you understand what I'm saying. Agree to disagree. No, but no, you agree (laughs) that you can't team up in a royal rumble. It's necessary at times. At times. But you know what is necessary? Drew McIntyre winning the Royal Rumble and not Roman Reigns. Let's clap it up for that. Cue, right. the, cue the claps. I don't have the soundboard. Uh, Dimitri, cue yeah. the claps. <laughs> <laughs> 
Roman did great, though. He got very far. Yeah, so? And he should have won. I'm just going to say no, that. No, definitely not. Roman Reigns definitely should not have won. Um, honestly, I mean, if he did, I would have been happy either way because it could have led up with a story with him and The Fiend, which is, I'm, I'm telling you, it's bound to happen. So either way, I think it would have worked out. But Drew McIntyre, I was happy with it. I got the win on that one. I went with my gut. And yeah, that Royal Rumble, I mean, I know you said the first half of it, you were like, eh, whatever. But for yeah. me, the story, everything together, honestly, to me, it was a great Royal Rumble. Um, both Rumbles were great to me. The overall pay-per-view, out of 10, I would probably give it a 9 overall pay-per-view. Um, oh, wait, we forgot to talk about Becky and Asuka. Yes. Crap. Thanks for uh, steering me in the right direction. Forget about Becky and Asuka. Yeah, um, because... Great match. I also got that prediction right. I was so nervous. Did I. So did I. I was nervous they were going to make it Asuka two belts. But they did the right thing here. And Becky kicked butt. Yeah, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch did good. Um, It was a good match. Uh, Asuka looked dangerous as she usually does. She uh, missed the green mist, yes. which, which was important. Yes. I was so excited about that. I hate the green. That makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I, Becky looked great. Um, she she wrestled awesome. I I was like I said when we recorded the first episode. I had a lot of anxiety during this match because I I did not want Oscar to win. I'm tired of Oscar. I just I don't know what it is. I think it's because she's like the bad guy. I I'm tired. I just I'm done with her and this whole Becky. Thing. So I wanted well, to Becky, Becky finally got her revenge. Yes, um, she got to avenge all the losses that she has accrued from Oscar. Um, I still think this there's there should be. I don't know. I, I I like them working. I like them fighting against each other. It might not be um, over. It's probably going to be over. I mean, Oscar. I think Oscar brings out something that Becky Lynch doesn't do for a lot of competitors. Like for me, I, like I said before. I'm not a huge Becky Lynch mark. Um, you know, I, I think she's cool. I love her promos. Her wrestling is a little boring to me. But, you know, I think Asuka brought out the best of her last night. And I think that was a great match, too. Um, you know, hitting into the referee, throwing uh, Becky into the referee like she normally does. And then tries to pull a fast one with the miss. It backfired with a kick in the gut. That was amazing. Um, I'm surprised Kyrie Sane didn't get involved more. Yeah, yeah. Um, she I was, was out there. She was just screaming the whole time. Uh, whatever. She was probably like, look, she was probably tired from her from her rumble match. I don't know why, but she didn't get involved, which to try to help her girl. So it was a little little shocking, but it is what it is. Nah, I was happy she didn't get involved. So what's so what's your overall of of the night? I already said I gave it a nine. Yeah, and I think it was overall one of the the better rumbles I've seen. In, I mean, every year I enjoy the Rumble. I, my expectations are normally pretty low, so I can or not they're not high expectations because I don't. You don't want to be disappointed. No, but I don't really get disappointed. Like I don't overthink it. I just like you know I let it be and I just enjoy the ride. Um, I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah. What's your biggest surprise of the night? Um, I guess it would have to be Edge coming back. Yeah. Yeah, I. I would say Edge, yes, but for me, I didn't think that they were going to do that with Brock. Like, have him just 
Uh, basically have one-on-one matches for the first like 25 minutes. Yeah. And also another big thing, which I don't hear people talking about is what is What was the actual point of AJ Styles in the, in the Royal Rumble? The first time we saw AJ Styles, he first debuted in WWE, in WWE in the Royal Rumble. But this time around, he got out pretty quickly. But what doesn't make any sense was that his, like, I like to call him, call him his henchmen, Gallows and Anderson, stayed in the match. And, and Gallows wasn't even in the match yet when Styles got eliminated. They're supposed to be in there protecting him. But why keep like why not put Lashley and Rusev in, which apparently they got taken out because of a earlier interaction? Why not put keep them in and have them go at it in the Rumble? Them Gallows and Anderson, which people don't even care about. But at that point, Styles is already out. Like it didn't make any sense. He's AJ Styles. He deserved a big, a bigger and better run. Like he's one of the biggest stars on, you know, on Raw and all of WWE. It didn't make any sense. So um. Yeah, I, those were my biggest surprises. I, I thought AJ Styles was gonna have a bigger run, maybe like a thirty minute run. Uh-huh. Um, and Edge was a huge surprise, and Brock overall, I just couldn't believe that Brock, they let him look that dominant. Um, but yeah, he they took him to Drew McIntyre, took him to Claymore Country, no more uh, Suplex City. I, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I. I... I I don't know the point of the AJ Styles situation. I don't know if they could have changed the numbers around. I I don't know after they realized um Lev and and uh, not Lev, <laughs> sorry R- Rusev and Bobby Lashley got kicked out. I don't know. I don't know how that works out. But um I guess we'll see what happens moving forward with yeah. AJ Styles. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um. So yeah, that's that's our quick recap of the Royal Rumble 2020 edition. Uh, overall, great night. Um, There's a tough, tough parts during the day, but you know, I will say, you know, we did look forward to Royal Rumble, and it definitely helped us get into a, a better mood um, for the evening. I would definitely will say. And now we're uh, sitting here watching, about to start watching Monday Night Raw. So let's get it going. Make sure you follow us on What's the Call podcast on instagram again follow us on what's the call pod on twitter uh we post pretty much every day on both platforms uh on our instagram and our twitter our link tree has where you can find our podcast uh, we are available everywhere that you stream your podcast all right so you heard our call what's yours <laughs>